You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Yo, yo, it's week two of football, and the results are in. How's your fantasy team going? Mine is doing well, thanks to FanDuel. I love this site, FanDuel.com. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I do like to bet, and I'm winning big. It's easy, it's simple, and there are results. You've seen the ads, your friends are playing, now it's your turn to get signed up to FanDuel.com. Get on board, kids. You're missing out. Woo-wee! They're paying out over 75 million bucks a week on this thing. So why not join? You could use the cash and have fun doing it. It's a hell of a sight. Building a team is easy. Pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at only a buck. Anybody can play. I'm loving it. I'm a big fan. Last week, Fred from Texas turned a $5 entry fee in over 20 grand playing fantasy football on FanDuel. Join him and over uh, 1 million others. You know you want to. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code TUESDAYS and sign up now. Excuse me, our code. Oh, boy, that's going to be a lawsuit. Special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 smacks. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code, our code, TUESDAYS today. Our code. You heard it here first, folks. Don't forget to use our code TUESDAYS. Get on it! Hey, it's Joe List. If you live in the Cincinnati area in Ohio, the great state of Ohio, the Buckeye State, go see my friend Tom Dustin this weekend record his album, Go Bananas. He's recording a CD. He's one of the funniest guys I know and one of my best friends of all time. We want people there. It's going to be a great album. He's one of the best. And I love him, and I love you. Cincinnati area folks, go to Go Bananas this weekend. I'm at the airport. Enjoy the show. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. (laughs) Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Nah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Wow! Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's good to be back. It's Tuesday, folks. Thanks for tuning in. You know me, Wolfman Jack, and that's Henrietta Sanchez. How are you? Nosotros. Ah, shit. That's the cleaning lady. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I thought that was me, Sanchez. I know. I'm saying I'm good. I don't need a, a turnover. Oh, okay. You're the cleaning lady. I thought, <laughs> I, thought I was the co-host named Sanchez. Ah, well, you you, you said no soy, and I, I that reminded me of a hotel turnover. What does nosotros mean? I think that's we. We. So you said no we. Wait, which, like the game? Oh, Nintendo. sotros means we. No sotros. I thought that was one word. It is. It means no we. They have oh one no, it word? means we. Sorry, Nintendo uh, all right. we. All right. What's up with Nostradamus? What's his deal? <laughs> he knew What's some like, stuff. I think he's like a prophet. Yeah, or a uh, apothecary. Is that similar? Oh, uh, that's something with uh, medicine, I uh-huh. believe. And then there's Nostradamus, who was a rap 
star. Yeah, and who was Dr. Quinn? Medicine, Medicine Man. Woman. Medicine Woman. Yeah, that was the first doctor lady. Was that a series or a movie? That was a series on CBS, and it was real boring. But wasn't there a movie also in the jungle yes. with an ape? Yes, that was... What was that uh, movie? Maybe Sean Connery? Monkeys in the Dark? Gorillas in the Mist! Oh, Gorillas in the Mist! But that's a different thing, I think. Yeah. Or was that the uh, same thing? That was with the Jane Goodall. She could talk to the monks. Yes. That's that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. You got it made in the shade. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think it was Sigourney Weaver, who some people find attractive. I don't catch it. Uh... I catch it, but then I drop it. Good. I put it down, I <laughs> old, throw it back. Old Butterfingers here. <laughs> I don't get it. People are like, oh, that's a going... Jeff Foxworthy had a joke about it. I remember being like, that's your lady you choose? I remember thinking that as a kid, even. Oh, weird. Speaking of Foxworthy, we got to talk oh! about... Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done! I felt like we couldn't really talk about... Oh, we already talked about this, maybe last oh, week. Maybe did we talk we did. about this last week? I can't remember. Usually, a lot of times we record two episodes at once. This week, we're recording three days apart. Yeah, right. I think we did talk about it. I think we did talk about it, yeah, because we were on Opie and Jim, and we had Larry the Cable Guy did some weird jokes. You brought up your herpes while he was doing a Prilosec ad or something. Right, right. Oh, that's right, because then I I joked about FanDuel. Well, this is weird, because they probably just listened to this a week ago. All right, all right, all right. We'll keep it moving. Never mind. We're keeping it moving, but Larry the Cable Guy, he's a little kooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of celebs. You saw a guy singing a tune. Which guy? He saw some concert. Oh, that's not a guy. That's a whole band. But what about this? We, we didn't talk about this. Me and Gary Veter, uh-huh. uh, possibly the America's Got Talent champion. We don't know. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, me, Gary Veter, and my uh, lovely lady, Sarah Telemarsh, bumped into David Blaine <laughs> doing card tricks wow. in Union Square. Holy hell. And we didn't tell anybody. Right. We left. Because we heard the train coming. That's now, New that, York. That's a quintessential New York moment. Right. To see, like, the greatest magician, yada, yada. He's doing card tricks. There's like, a crowd of 100 people. They're filming him. And we were like, wow, David Blaine. I snapped a quick pick, and we just ran and got on the train. Wow. How's he look? We saw it from behind. Uh, uh, I didn't really... I don't recognize... I'm not a David Blaine guy. Well, I'm, I assume he had a uh, a gaggle of people watching. There was a gaggle, and then he had, like, a, a, a staff... Uh, infection on uh, his lip. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe he's making it disappear. Uh, I don't know. You beat me to it. Well, hopefully he can make mine disappear. Hey. Mine's on my penis, folks. Mm. Uh, but anyways, we had to catch the train. Because that's what it's like. You remember, you lived in Bushwick way back in the day. Or where'd you live? Crown I Heights? did. Both. Uh, when you're living out in the outskirts, mm-hmm. a train at midnight or one oh. the other, so valuable. Oh, it's huge. Because if you miss it, it's a half hour. It's a whole to-do. So we and- said... Sorry, David. Right, and there's people with knives around. How do you mean? Dangerous folk. Oh, okay. Well, that, this is going to Astoria, so it's more... Oh, uh, yeah. There's the Asians uh, getting on the 7. Yes, a lot of that. Yeah, it's it's weird. The train is very diverse, the end train, until you get to uh, Queensboro, and then they all jump on the 7. But this is neither here nor there. Wait, what was that thing? Cutco? Remember Cutco? No. Costco. Cut- Remember Cutco where they go to your house with knives and try to sell you knives? Oh, that's what, uh... It was a big thing as a youth. Oh, interesting. Nick DiPaolo used to sell steaks door-to-door. Wow, yeah. that's Italian. Imagine that guy showing up at your house trying Holy. to sell you meat. Yeah. What, you don't want it? You think you're better than me? Yeah. No, 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 please leave. Just, you know, 
whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Cutco was a big thing when I was a kid. All the when it's like a teenager is like fifteen, like I'm making eight hundred bucks a month with the shit, and you're like, whoa, and you start fantasizing about being a knife salesman. Wow, we never had that. Uh, it might have been a Southern thing. Do you have Cutco? See, Chris had it. Oh, uh, we didn't have Cutco. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, it's like Bible salesman. Oh, I don't remember that at all. We never had that. But yeah, you saw Blaney. We saw Blaine, and then the other thing that you were referencing, the uh, guitar, we went and saw the Jay Giles Band. Woo-wee! The original bad boys from Boston, the funkiest band in the land. The Jay Giles Band are fun because they still have a, a hype man beforehand. Oh, I like that. They come out and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the mighty, the strong. And then they had one of the credits was... Uh, Three-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee. Oh. Like, nominee? Yeah, you can't get in there, huh? Yeah, it's embarrassing. First right. of all, they should be in. These guys almost got laid. Yeah, but it's... Like, one time I saw a guy at, a, like, a bar show in Boston years ago. He brought up a guy. His credit was, this guy is hilarious. He just wrote a movie script. Not sold it. <laughs> he wrote a movie script. You're like, that, that's not a credit. Right, right. Anyone can write a movie script. My yeah. sister wrote a movie script. Ugh. It was pretty good. Wait, wait. What, what's the Giles Band's big hit? Well, here's the thing about the Jay Giles Band. The the hits that people know are when they kind of sold out. They did some 80s pop hits. They uh. had Freeze Frame. Freeze Frame. Freeze Frame! Ugh. They had that one. That's trash. <laughs> and, then, and then they had... um. They had Love Stinks. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I got to get out of here. <laughs> and they had... The other one from that time was Angel is the Centerfold. Oh, uh, love yeah. us go. Remember that's that uh, that video was great yeah. in the classroom. So those uh, that's kind of where the uh, the band kind of started breaking apart because Jay Giles was a sort of a blues guitarist R and B. They used to be like the best live band. They still amazing in the seventies. They had uh, uh, must have got lost. I'm sure oh, you're familiar with. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of that chick with the long hair? Rapunzel. Uh, Right. So they had uh, th- those hits like that, and uh, give it to me. You've got to give it to me. Don't touch the knob, because I think we have some fun with this one. Uh-huh. They have that one. So the 70s, they were kind of like this power, rock, blues, R&B, and then they went a little poppy in the 80s. Everyone got shit in the 80s. Everybody. It yeah. was cocaine. Yeah, nobody was safe from shit. Scorsese, Jackson Brown, everybody went a little cheese in the 80s. Yeah, I'm from there. Yeah, although uh, After Hours, most underrated Scorsese movie. I love that movie. You introduced me to that movie. Yeah, it's tremendous. Good stuff. Anyways, and technically Raging Bull is an 80s movie, even though it's complete 70s. feels 70s, yeah. Well, shot in 79. Anyways, Uh off on a tangent here. But anyways, we went and saw the Jay Giles band. I brought my dad and my Uncle Greg, who's a who, because my dad and I, he's a quiet little muffin, you know? Yeah, he's a real peach, that guy. He's got a mustache. He doesn't really show a lot of emotion. So I'm not good one-on-one with my dad. No one is. So I bring my Uncle Greg along, and this guy's a hoot. He's one of these fun guys. Is he the littler guy? He's not little. Who am I? I'm thinking of Dale. Dale, maybe. Yeah, yeah. little Dale. This is great. He's not actually my uncle. He's my brother-in-law's uncle, but we call him uncle. All right, that, I like that. That happens everywhere in the country, right? You call your dad's friend's uncle? I've always loved that little tradition. Yes. If I had a baby, you'd be Uncle Mark. I love it. Yeah. I'm not going to have a baby. I'm not going to be an uncle. Maybe you'll be a baby, and I'll be Uncle Joe. Wah. Uh, so anyways, we go to the show, and uh, my dad and, and Greg, they're smoking weed. They're having a blast. Whoa, your yes. dad's smoking weed? My dad smokes weed. Whoa! Maybe I shouldn't say that on the radio. Nah, he's fired. But I can say it on a podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So anyways, we go there, and uh, it's at uh, Harbor Lights, it used to be called. Now it's called the Bank Boston Pavilion, whatever. But it's right in the water, South Boston, beautiful, sun-setting, perfect weather, end Ooh. of summer. And uh, they come out, and they just... Rip it and rock it. It was really fun. Wow. Great show. I saw them in 99 and uh, the house party tour, and I was in high school, and it was one of the best shows. I always say the 26 best concerts I've ever seen were Pearl Jam, but the 27th best show was Jay Giles. Uh-huh. And I was a little worried because now they're 70 years old. Oh, right. So they're getting up there, so I was a little worried they weren't going to be able to bring the heat. Uh, and my uncle Greg saw them like 15 times back in the 70s. My dad never saw them, so it, was, it meant a lot to me. It was my dad's birthday. And uh, I bought the ticket for them, and we, we, nice. we they smoked the weed, and we we danced the night away. Really great show. Is it a lot of fogies o- around, a lot of geezers? Old people, but people that still rock. Uh-huh. There's people in their 50s and 60s, but they rock and roll, you know? Yeah. it was a, It's a great party vibe, great show. And uh, afterwards, man, we had a blast, and we're driving back, and Greg's truck is Dying. Uh-huh. And on the way there, my bus broke down. Side of the highway. Wow, that's like a Springsteen song. Yes, I'm driving up there to go have, meet my dad for birthday concert. The bus starts puttering. Oh, uh, I hate a putter. And then it dies in the middle lane Ooh. of the highway. So now I'm like, we might fucking die because everyone's yeah. doing 70 miles an hour. You got to get over two lanes. Right. We eventually do. The bus is dead on the side of the highway. We all get out and people are walking around. One. Asian woman, I, I Instagrammed it. She starts hitchhiking. Wow! Which, have you ever hitchhiked? Uh, for about ten minutes, and I freaked out. Yeah, no, no pickup. No, I got picked up, and I was like, I gotta get out. Oh wow! Yeah, it was in New Orleans. It was in the city. Man, woman. It was a man. Oh, interesting. He was a little loopy, and I was like, uh, I'm gonna get out of here. I bet he had a beard. He had a beard, and I got in the bed of his truck. I can tell you had a beard. A bed of the truck? Eventually, I just knocked on the glass. I go, I'm good. I'll get out the light. And I just jumped out. Don't tap on the glass. <laughs> um, wow, that's that's bold. What are you, 12, 15? I was probably, a, yeah, you know, a strapping 16. That's not bad. We we did a lot of kooky. Yeah, you were kooky. Different times, folks. I picture you with your pant legs rolled up and straw in your mouth. I had a stick with a bag on it. Yeah, one yeah, of those things. riding the rails. So anyways, and... Uh, so we're on the side of the highway. The woman starts hitchhiking, which I'm like, what a fucking retard. I took a picture. The next bus is <laughs> so coming funny. in so 40 Asian. minutes. Like, oh, you're you're hitchhiking? What are you, crazy? Yeah. Was she uh, English speaking? Uh, yeah, she was like an American. She was like a young Asian girl. Oh, like an American Asian. I'm picturing like a, a lady who picks up cans. No, no, no cans. She's like a young. She had cans. Ah, that's rare for Asian women. Tits. Uh huh. So, yeah, she was just like a college girl or whatever. What? I think she thought she was being like hippy dippy, like, oh, oh, whatever, man. Right. I'm just hitchhiking. And uh, you're like, well, you might get raped. Yes. You're really increasing your chances of getting raped. Right, right. In a hitchhike situation, yeah. I feel. How close to the destination are we? Uh, 101 minutes or 100 miles. All right, so probably about 70 miles. 70 miles, maybe. Yeah, it was about that. Six, I know we were just shy of the Massachusetts Turnpike, so about an hour uh-huh. away. Anyway, so we stand on the hot side of the highway, and uh, another bus comes and picks up like eight people. It had eight seats left. And they're like, we'll oh, take eight people. Oh, how does that work? So people just came running. If you were by yourself and you didn't have luggage underneath our bus. That's you. I had, no, I had a, like, uh, I was up there for four days. Uh-huh. But I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I'm, I just, I'm ready. I had four hours to get to there. Okay. So that bus leaves, but people will get wild. They're like pushing and shoving. Of course. It's like the Holocaust. Yes. But they're different a little bit. Auschwitz. Uh, so they, there is gas in the truck. 
Bus. Uh, oh boy. Well, that's going to be a spicy one. Oh. I'm talking about my fart. Um, yeah, Dutch oven. So, <laughs> so, anyways, that's the preferable of the ovens. Definitely. Yeah. Those Dutch, they know what they're doing. Yeah, Germans don't. Anyway, so she drives away. The next bus comes. We all get on the bus. Hunky dory. Happy story. We get back to the sh- concert here. And then. I get in Greg's truck after the concert. His truck starts breaking down. Come on! I'm having bad vehicle luck, folks. What are we in a... Are we in a mega, a bolt? A mega, a bolt. A, a bolt, bolt guy. okay. Yeah. But bolt? they all break down occasionally. They're usually solid, but all right. Yeah, bolt is the best. So then Greg's truck starts sputtering and spattering. Then we're in traffic. He's freaking out, because we're, we're sitting in traffic. It's one o'clock in the morning. He's going to work the next day. You know, it's like a Thursday night concert. Mm-hmm. So finally, we get out of the traffic. We go down Route 18 here in uh, the south... Southern Massachusetts, mm-hmm. back to my hometown of Whitman, used car capital of uh, New England. Ah. Yeah. So we're driving. We pull up to a red light, and there's a guy taking a right turn. He's just stopped in a pickup truck, a tow truck, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He runs out of the tow truck, runs up to us. We're in a pickup truck. He comes running up. He's like, hey, guys, did you see that? Did you see him? Which way did they go? Ah! He's freaking out. We're like, uh-huh. what the fuck? And these two are stoned, my dad and my Uncle Greg. Yeah, yeah. They're stoned. It's one in the morning. We're gay. So the guy comes over, and he's like, where, 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 where'd they go? We're like, we don't know what you're talking about, dude. He's like, the carjackers. I just got carjacked, man. Whoa. And we're like, what? He's like, two guys, two teenagers. They came up. They tried getting in my passenger side door. Luckily, it was locked. I'm freaking out, dude. He's like, you got a phone? Who's got a phone? Holy a good fellas. shit. Yeah, yeah, without the N-word. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was on the tip of his tongue. You ah, tell. yes. That's boss. Anyways, yeah, yeah. so he goes, hey, you have a phone? I was like, well, I got a phone. I could I could make a call. He's like, my phone's fucking dead. He's like, we got to call the cops. He's like, I don't know where they were. He's like, they freaked the fuck out of me, man. He's like, this is crazy, man. He was like, kind of freaking out. Did they get his car or they didn't get his car? No, they tried to get in. But like, I think he's just at a red light, long end of a working day. Uh-huh. the Springsteen song. Yeah. He's at the red light and all of a sudden, a couple of, you know, teens start banging on his window and pulling on the door. He's like, uh-huh. ah! He's like freaking out. <laughs> so the kids run off, but they would have gotten in if his door was sure, unlocked. Sure, sure. Which they sound like amateurs to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they went scurrying off into the used car lot or whatever. That's all that's in Whitman. And so uh, I'm like, well, I'll call the cops. And my Uncle Greg, he just wants to get to go home, go, home. go to work. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck about this guy. And giving someone your phone is a is the worst feeling in the world, isn't it? Well, that's what I said. I was like, I'll call. Yes. Well, you're always afraid you're going to get like naked texts or, right, or racist right. ones whatever it is yeah so we start pulling away Greg just starts going away I'm like but I'm like a good Samaritan I'm like don't worry I'll save you I'm calling yeah so I call the Whitman police I don't call 911 I call you know 447-1414 the local boys if you're interested in calling the Whitman police uh huh so I call, and uh, I get the dispatcher now here's the thing Whitman's a very small town not much going on other than used cars and uh, two guys in their 50s smoking weed mm-hmm so I call, and I thought this is what was going to happen. This is what I expected. Hey, yeah, uh, I, I'm at the corner of 18 and 27, attempted carjack. His phone is dead. He's sitting there. See you later. I thought that would be it. Yeah. But they start going. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened in Whitman. Um, They're going, all right, what's your name? What's the description? Where is he? Is there any blood? What kind of weapon? What's your sexuality? Your parents' name? And I'm like, no, no, we, I don't know. And like, could you put the guy on the phone? I'm like, we drove away. And like, you uh, drove away. Oh, uh, boy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. They yeah. didn't get him. They didn't get the truck. He left. I'm picturing Mayberry. Just one cell with a guy in it clinking, <laughs> yes. the, clinking the bars with a, a mug, you know? Yes, exactly. That's what's happening. So he's like, well, what did he look like? What do you look like? What's going on? What? what 
pant size. And I'm like, I, I don't have any information. Meanwhile, we're going to Wendy's uh-huh. parking lot. So now we're in the Wendy's drive-thru. This is the most surreal thing. And they don't, my dad and Greg are like, get off the phone, you fucking idiot. What right. the hell's wrong with you, you dummy? And so they're like, what do you want at Wendy's? So I'm on the phone <laughs> with the police, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing the thing where you cover up the, the phone. I'm yeah. like, give me a uh, number nine. Right. And I'm on the phone with the cops, and I'm like, let me get a number nine, only ketchup. And they're like, they're like pickles? And I'm like, no pickles. I'm like yelling. And the guy's right. like, what pickle? Yeah. They're wearing pickles? And I'm like, no, 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 they're not wearing anything. Just large fry. Right. Uh, so anyways, I'm like, I have no description. And the guy's like, all right, all right. What's what's your name? And I was like, my name is Joe List. And then oh, he goes, boy. the comedian? Oh! How fun is that? How about that? I go, yeah, I'm the comedian. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, I watched you last night on TV. Wow! And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, all right, give me give me a hint. Do you win? And I was like, well, I can't say that. I'd, I'd have to go to jail. And he's like, ah. Oh. He laughs. And he's like, anyway. So now I start talking much more plainly. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This guy's a fucking knucklehead. Who right. knows? Right. And I'm trying to yuck it up, and he's like, oh, boy. He's like, this is so crazy. And I can hear him talking like, Bruce, we got Joe List on the line. Yeah. They're, they're, they're talking. I'm a celebrity over there. They probably watched the show at the at the precinct because there's nothing going on. Exactly. Mayberry. Black and white TV with, yeah. the, with a coat hanger sticking right. out of the top of it. <laughs> right, right. So then uh, he goes, all right, well, why don't I send uh, the black and white over to your, uh, your house mm. and talk to you in person? So I'm like, what? Yeah. So I give him my address, and while I'm giving my address, my uncle and dad are looking back, they're eating fries, looking back, like, ah, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So then, uh, we're driving back, and I go, so Greg, you want to stick around and talk to the cops? He's like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, we've been drinking, smoking, sure, whatever. Sure. And so he, he leaves, and then, uh, we wait, and the cop, Another cop comes, not the dispatcher. This ah, is a new guy. Well, you're the local celeb. They all want to meet you. Yeah, new guy, but he's never seen me, and I got my fries, so now I'm sitting on my front lawn. <laughs> he's shining the floodlight into my house. Oh, my I living hate the room. flood. My mother wakes up. She comes out. She's in a nightgown. She's like fucking, you know, Tommy D's mother. What happened? Right, what happened? Right. We, we hit a deer. Go back to bed. <laughs> she's clenching it yeah, in the she's, middle. She's clenching. Uh-huh. So I'm outside now eating fries, just being like, yeah, I don't know. The guy, they tried to carjack. I have no information. He's, he's there. And the guy's like, well, he's not here now. Like, like I'm somehow mixed up in this. Sure. And he's like, well, what do the guys look like? I'm like, I don't know what they look like. I don't know how old they are. I assume they're men. That's it. Yes. I got nothing. I, got, I just called to tell you to go talk to that guy because his phone was dead. Right. That's the end of the story. That's it. You want a fry? Get out of my lawn. Right. So he's this guy's like not fun. He's like suspicious. He's like oh, fat. Oh boy. White cop was all like, I don't yeah. know about you, you knucklehead. And I'm right. like, I don't. I've, I've never committed a crime in my thirties. Uh huh. So, anyways, that was basically it. Then they scurry off. But then the next day, I talked to my uncle, and he said, as he was pulling out, the cop had his lights on. Lights. Blazing, whipping down the street to get to my house to talk to me. Jeez, and the neighbors are uh, uh, catching wind, I yes, assume. Yes, all kinds of wind. A lot of farts. Uh-huh, queefing. But it was pretty wild. That moment where he said, uh, what's your name? And I said, Jillis. He said, the comedian. That was like, I made it. That's legend. That's got to go in the uh, the biopic. Yeah, it was real fun. That's big. It was pretty wild. The local boys in blue, they're rooting on the local comedian. I love it. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. And then everyone heard, I was getting emails from buddies the next day being like, hey, good looking out. You know, I was like uh, yeah. in the police blotter and shit. Wow, that's a cla- that's going down in the books with the Irish fight story. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty wild. It was one of those. I texted you. I was like, I got a good one here. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I got a fish on the end of the line. Oof. But speaking of good and big and crazy, you've been f- scooting around in these private jets, and oh, uh, yeah. I want to hear more about this 
situation you're in out there on the road? Uh, well, I'm doing a little thing called the Oddball and Curiosity Festival, which is very exciting. And you're not doing this side stage no, horseshit. No, no. There's a, there's a, I'll, I'll set the whole stage. I should, let me just, read, I don't mean to say horseshit. There's a lot of our friends listening to the pod. They're doing it. It's an exciting gig, That's a good side point. stage. It's a good gig. Well, they got Gomez. That's about it. Yeah. But uh, so there's this thing called the Oddball Fest. They do these giant amphitheaters. It's fifteen thousand. It's eighteen thousand. It's eleven thousand seats. And they get your they get your Schumers. They get your Aziz's. They get your Kroll. They mm-hmm. get your Mulaney. They get your Michael Che. They get your Jay Farrows of the world. Yada yada. Your David Tells. Your Jeff Ross. So they get these big names to draw these people, and everybody makes a ton of dough. And uh, I guess Schumer did a little elbow grease in, and she got me a few spots. Like, hey, if anybody drops out, you should throw this guy in. He'll do well, blah, blah, blah. I think Nikki Glazer had the same thing. Oh, nice. So uh, I did Toronto. Uh-huh. And it was just unreal. It was it was, it was was uh, overwhelming. I flew out there from Sacramento. Uh, did I talk about this? We talked about this last week. Oh, shit. All right. Well, that, that was the first one, and I, I didn't have a good set at all. I bombed. Right. In front of 15,000 people. It was terrifying. Jim Norton's watching. It was brutal. But Norton said you were great. I think he was being nice. Hmm. I hope. I think you're hiring yourself, and I think Norton is not that nice of a guy. All right. Well, those are both things I'll take. By the way, in Toronto, they don't pronounce the second T. It's Toronto. Toronto. I like that. Yeah. That's catchy. Mm-hmm. So uh, this time, it's in Hartford, Connecticut, and they all said this is the best venue. This is where everybody, Metallica played here, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. It's a really cool-looking rapper. It looks like Greek Coliseum thing. It's really cool. And, uh, you know, just keep the, it's vaulted. It get, the seats go up and up yeah. and up to the I sky. Pearl Jam there in 96. Is that right? The Xfinity Center? Xfinity. That, yeah. Is that the arena or the other thing? I don't know. But yeah. It's called the Xfinity Theater. It was beautiful. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, this might jump into some stories here. We might do cross some lines here, but I go to Veter's wedding the night before. Oh, that was the night after the Veter wedding? Yes. So I had no idea. I was in bad shape. Oh, wow. I was in real bad shape. I guess should we talk about the wedding or should we should we dial back? Whatever you think. You're, right. you're in the driver's seat. We switch seats. All right, I'll I'll get to the thing and then we'll dial back to the wedding. I like a dial back. We should end with wedding because it's emotional. All right. So me and Joe go to a wedding. Uh, Gary Veter, AGT Finals, first guest. Yeah, not one of the best. And uh, so I wake up at this girl's house who I brought to the wedding. And, uh, great girl, great gal. She she was a hit. Everybody liked her, oh, which is which is rare. Fine egg for comedians. Yeah. So I wake up cock in ass. What? Literally, I came <laughs> to inside of her ass. Oh my god! We had done so much anal. I guess I I I dozed and uh, woke up with a brown eye around my one eye. So uh, I'm like, holy hell. And, you know, I just wake up and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I just hear, you know, and I'm like, oh, boy. All right. Well, this was great. I got a scoot. Oh and uh, so I throw my old suit back on. I'm so hungover. I'm like red eye. It's like that Billy Joel song. Your eyes so bloodshot. You can't even see. I think I fucked that up. You're a big shot. Oh, yeah. Ain't ya? You know, yeah, that's not the line. Not at all. <laughs> So, uh, I, you know, I throw my uh, suit back on. You know, I got the old smelly suit. It reeks of whiskey. It reeks of BO. And she's like, why can't you stay? And I'm like, get out of here, you dame. I got things to do. So, uh, I have this guy who's been shooting a documentary of me. You've seen him around. He's there? Well, he was in, he was in her vagina. Oh. No. Uh, he's like, 
he's coming to Hartford. He's like, I want to get some footage of Oddball. I was like, great. This guy is shooting a documentary of me. I, don't, I have no idea why. He has some grand plan, but he won't tell me what it is. I think he's gay. So I text him, and I'm like, oh, geez, I got to get a, I got to get home to shower. We're going to Oddball today. He's, I have 38 texts from him already. What time we get on the train? Where's the train? Grand Central, what do you think? So I'm like, all right, we're going to Hartford. Meet me at Grand Central. We'll, we'll probably leave at 3.30. And then he's texting me back all this shit. I'm at Grand Central. It's probably about 1.30 now. So he's texting me like, I'm looking at Grand Central on the website. They have no Hartford train. I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then he's like, I found one at Penn Station. I was like, all right, well, we'll meet at Penn Station at 3.30. And he's like, there's no train at 3.30. I'm like, ah. So it's a great thing he's coming at this point because I'm still yeah. hungover. I'm still drunk. And he's doing all the planning. I don't know what I would have done without him. I would have just had to get an Uber. So uh he's like, there's a Penn Station train, 3 p.m. We'll get on that. And I'm like, done. It's an Amtrak. A little pricey. So I go home, I shower, and you know, it's that thing where you go home and you, I'm like, I gotta sit down for a minute. Cause I, I took the train to get to my house and I'm still hungover. I'm so weak. I'm on no sleep. And I'm like, well, could I just take a quick nap? I'm like, no, gotta get in that shower. I'm in the shower. I'm showering slowly cause I'm so hungover. I'm burping up olives and whiskey and shit. <laughs> I almost puke like four times. I have a runny shit in the toilet. I mean, it's, I'm in bad shape here, folks. So I finally get some clothes on and I, Finally get my ass down to Penn Station. I buy the tickets. I have to like sit on the floor at Penn Station, like <sighs> stretch it out. I'm doing a lot of sighing, you know. I got like I'm leaning on on columns and stuff. By the way, how do you think she feels? She can't sit anywhere. <laughs> well, I think I on the way out I noticed she had one of those uh, hemorrhoid rings. <laughs> oh, right. So I think she'll be all right. That might have been around your dick. It might have. <laughs> my dick has roids now. By the way, I caught them. So. uh I get to pet, I buy the tickets, he finally shows up, we get on the train, the train's delayed, we're sitting on the train, 10 minute delay, 20 minute delay, so now we're kind of cutting it close. Right. And then they go, alright folks, we got bad news, the train is, something's wrong with the track in Hartford, so we gotta stop at New Haven and put you all on a bus to Hartford. Oh. I'm like, oh, god damn it, I'm already hung over, I'm shitting blood, my dick is covered in poo, he's pissed. He did all the planning. All right, here we go. So we take the train out there, and I just want to sleep on the goddamn train, but right. I got a camera in my face, so I got to be a little schmutzy. Uh-huh. I got to be a little on, you know? Yeah. I got to be like, so we're doing oddball, and boop, boop, boo. Yeah, that's uh, awkward. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the train goes, we get to Hartford, I mean, we get to New Haven, we get out, we get on the bus, and it's a whole thing. Which bus do we take? Well, that one's going to, uh, Bridgeport, and this one's going to Redonkadink, and you're like, ah, right, well, which one's Hartford? You know, they're all, they're all like, ah, Hartford right here. It's some fat guy with a mustache. Yeah. Bus travel's the most confusing travel. It's very confusing, and you, you just don't want to get on the wrong one, because then you're fucked. So we get on the bus, we're like, there's like four of us on the bus, and, uh, now we're filming more, filming more. And uh, we get to Hartford finally. We left at 3. It's probably like 6.20 now. Mm-hmm. Show starts at 7. And yours truly is up first or second Yeah, as the new guy. So uh, I get to the bus station in Hartford, and I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm using some pull here. So I text Live Nation, who's the whole production company, like the whole yeah. thing. And I go, can we get a runner to pick me and a camera guy up? And they go, you got it. And I'm like, ah. It's amazing if you just ask. Yeah. People will do shit. So the runner picks us up, 
And uh, we get to the venue, beautiful venue. This It looks like a Led Zeppelin concert in the 70s. It's, it's a giant lawn. Everybody's drinking outside. Everybody's, like, tailgating and, sh- like, throwing a cornholing and everything and, uh, like, horseshoes and shit. So we get there. I'm like, wow, and I'm immediately feeling better. And they go, ah, oh, you guys got about 30 minutes before the show starts. You might get some grub. So we get in there, and the spread is amazing. It's wild spread. It's like, you know, the sandwich bar over here, they got the Kachuri guy, cutlery. What's the guy? Charcuterie. Oh, uh, the guy who does the. He's got the big. Uh, Chuck Woolery. Thank you. He did a little whoopee. You know the guy with the big steak thing, and he's just carving it away. Carvery. Cutco. Cutco. <laughs> yeah. No, Costco. I think, I think cutlery. Cutler. No, cutlery is the name of the the utensils. Oh. What do you call that guy, Chris? The guy who's he's, he's just A carving. He's sawing off the meat. What is it? Churrascaria? Churrascaria. No one knows the word. I've asked 800 people. No oh, one knows. Know. But he knows he's got the heat lamp. He's got a lab yeah. coat and a giant knife and a huge hunk of pork shoulder or whatever the fuck it is. Sounds like a surgeon. Yeah. And he's got like the gravy thing next to it. He belatles it on. It's amazing. Then they had lobster. I mean, they really went all. It was like chicken marsala, all this shit. So I'm in heaven. You know me with free food. Yeah. So I get a big plate. They have a, a they have a baked potato bar. Wow. You, know, you get the potato, the sour cream, the cheese, the chives, the bacon bits, the whole nine. So I am just pigging out. I'm going to town. I say, hey, hey, Jesselneck, how are you? Hey, Schumer, what's shaking? Hey, 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 hey. Uh, Jeff Ross, what's going on? So I'm eating like crazy. And then I, uh, I had this realization like, hey, you idiot. You're about to go on in front of 15,000 people. You might want to get your head in the game. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. So I run backstage, and also I got this video guy with me, and he keeps saying, let's get you eating again. Do, do another shot of you eat. I'm like, get out of my way. I can't do any more. I got to just go. I gotta, I'm here for a gig. Right. I got to worry about that now. So he's like, all right, all right, all right. I'm like, what do you mean, all right, all right, all right? And then we got into it. And then so I go out to the backstage, and it's like it all hits you. The You know, it's... Crazy backstage. There's big screens everywhere. There's Jeff Ross looking at his notes. David Tell's smoking. Uh, Schumer's playing with a dog. Nick Kroll's doing stretches. You know, so you're like, oh my God, this is the real thing. What am I doing? I haven't thought about it all day. I've been hung over. And there's bands here as well, right? No, it's all comedy. Oddball Festival is 100% comedy? 100%. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I didn't see a band. At any of them. Oh, wow. I thought it was like a, one of these big Lollapaloozas and there's just a comedy section. That's the cool thing. It's just all kind of, they're there for jokes. Wow. So it's pretty cool. So, you know, it's just big black curtains. You can see the smoke coming in. You see the lights coming down. So I look back. I, I peer over behind the curtain to look into the crowd. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like there's a beach ball bouncing. It, it looks like fucking, you know, the stones are about to go on. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God. I have this wave of what the fuck? You got to get your shit together. So Nikki Glazer is up first. Jeff Ross hosting. Thank God she's up first because I'm not ready. So I just start pulling out every note I have. I'm like, all right, just to play the hits. You got 15 minutes. You got to kill it. You're here. You're the new guy. You got to prove yourself. So I'm like, looking at this, looking at that. David Tell comes by. He's like, uh, yeah, how you feel? I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like holding it in. He's like, ah, you're going to be great. Don't worry. So nice. Such a sweet guy. Yeah. And, uh, but now I'm freaking out more. David Tell's here and Schumer comes up and she got me into the thing. She's like, how you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Glazer goes up, does very well. And I'm looking at my notes and Ross comes up to me. Special moment. Ross comes up and he goes, hey, hey, I got to tell you, put the notes away. There's 15,000 people out there. This is a comedy festival. Have some fun. And I'm going to be like, yeah, what the hell am I doing? I'm a funny guy. I've been doing comedy for a, a hot minute. They're ready to go. They're hot. 
I'm going to fucking get out there and and yuck it up. Yeah. I forgot about yucking it up. I just thought, like, do your act. First joke, closer, get out of there, say thank you, you're done. Right. I just wish it was a tell that said that. I know, like that. I know. It would have been nice. I mean, Ross, it's ironic for that guy to say, put I the know. notes away. I know, I know. He's not really a joke guy. He did a whole, he did a whole guitar act. Yeah. But sweet guy nonetheless. I love Ross. Super sweet guy. Great guy. But he's not like a, a titan of comedy, a, a, you know, a legend. Yeah, and, uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel you loud and clear. Right. So um, it's not my place. Right. So and it just it, I had a wave of relief and I was like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? I should have fun. I should go out there and do some shit. And so they bring me up and and Glazer had a whole thing about how she lays there in bed. You know, like oh, I'm bad in bed. I just lay there and I went up and I did two minutes. I'm like, she's not kidding. Real dead fish out there. <laughs> and like I was yucking it up and it was killing. I was riffing in front of fifteen grand. And I wouldn't have done that if he hadn't said that. If wow. Ross hadn't said that. So then I go into the act and, uh, it's, I'm hitting, I get in some applause breaks and I hear Anthony Jeselnik laughing in from the backstage. Oh, that's always nice. And he's got that big booming deep laugh. And I was like, yes. And that boosts my confidence. The hangover's gone. Cock's clean. I'm just, I'm ripping it. I'm ripping it. And I come off and David Tell goes, wow. Oh man. Blah. And I was, I was over the moon, and we got the footage of David Tell complimenting me, by the way. Wow. Which is a huge thing. Oh, that's amazing. But, uh, so I'm out there, and it's, you know, when it's 15,000 people, you, you don't even feel your feet. You're just telling jokes. You feel like you're kind of floating. It's crazy. And you just hear that, like, ah, of laughter. And, uh, I look to my left. The, the filmer guy is filming me. He's on stage with me, which I've never had as a comedian. It, it was kind of a nice feeling knowing he was there. It was interesting. He was like a little satellite floating around me. Right, right. He was on stage with me filming me, which I can't believe they allowed. Yeah. And uh, Plus it makes you look that much more legitimate. Right, right. Yeah, yeah like I felt like Louie with a steady cam guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So we get off and then we we, we celebrate. We're having drinks. We're, we're watching a tell. A tell was a tell a line that made me hit the floor laughing. It's not even that brilliant of a line, but the way he said it and the, the, the whole situation, he did the whole thing where him and Jeff Ross roast 10 people on stage, yeah. bring 10 people up, and you know, they're roasting one guy and roasting another guy. This one guy had a black button down, his hair slicked back, and David Tell goes up and he goes, Whew, I'm glad you could be here. Thanks for taking time off of uh, running a steakhouse in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking lost it. I died. And then one guy had it was a giant guy with a white beard and like an Indiana Jones hat and like a denim shirt. And David Tell goes, Wow, I can't believe we got one of the top ghost hunters here. <laughs> I mean, he was on fire. Just a, one of the best. And uh yeah, so we we took some pics, we had some drinks, and then this this guy goes, uh, you coming to Philly? David tells me, you coming to Philly? I'm like, what do you mean Philly? He's like, Oh, that's where we're flying to. We're all flying to Philly after this. I'm like, I'm not I'm going home. He's like, uh Good luck with that. And I'm like, I have no idea how I'm getting home. I didn't book a, a return. Right. So talked to this chick. She was uh, taking a Peter Pan bus Uh-oh. back to the city and uh, leaves at 10. So I was like, well, it's 920. So we got a runner to drive us down to Peter Pan, took the bus home, and uh, get back to New York. Four-hour drive, get back to New York. And uh, I go, oh, my God. I had a spot at UCB at midnight. Uh-uh. I go to UCB, I haul ass, the camera guy's like, you're on your own, I don't know how you do this every night. He was beat just from the drive up. Right, right. And I was like, hey, you gotta get in shape to be a comedian, baby, we're on the move. Yeah. And uh, so we get back, he's like, you're on your own, I run to UCB, we, we stop at Port Authority, I take the C down to UCB, get out of 23rd Street, run there, 
four people. I go on. I eat it. Wow. So it's this magical moment. 15,000. Set of my life. Killing it. Back on a bus. Sleeping on a bus. Back to New York. Four people. 15,000 and four people you performed to. Yes. That's insane. Here's what I would have done, though. Why don't you get on that private jet to Philly? Philly is actually closer to New York than Hartford is, or it's similar, similarly away, probably the same distance. And then you could have been on the plane with the boys I and guess, the girls. But because, uh, it, you know, the show didn't end till 12, uh, 11, you get to Philly at midnight. I don't know if there's a ride back that late. Right, right. But you take the bus. Is there a late bus? I have no idea. Uh-huh. I got to imagine. I guess I could have Googled it. Boy, that is a wild day. Yeah. It's always fun when you have one of those big, crazy shows followed by a shit bar show thing. Nothing more comedy than that. Yeah. That was like the day that last comic was ending. You and I was airing. You and I were in that weird bar show. Remember that bar show we did? Bunga Lounge. Oh, yeah. There was like six people there. It was right, very right. That was odd. Hot diggity dog. I'm winning a ton of cash here on FanDuel, people. If you're not on it, you're missing out. Fred from Texas. You heard it here first, folks. He threw in five bucks. He won over 20 grand. I'm loving it. He's loving it. You might as well love it, too. It's the trusted leader in one week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. They're paying out over $75 million a week. woo it's easy, it's quick, pick your players, pick your team, stay under the cap, sit back on Sunday and watch it fly. I love it. I'm on it. I know nothing about sports, and I'm figuring this out. I'm playing the ponies, folks, and I'm winning big. Woo! All right, you know the special offer, huh? Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code TUESDAYS and sign up. Pronto! Special offer for new users, all right? For every buck you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to $200. Offer is only good for the first 50 people, so you might want to hop to it and use our code Tuesday today. Don't forget the code is Tuesdays. That's the day of the week that starts with a T and the podcast comes out on it. We'll see you later. FanDuel.com. Bye. But anyways, boy, uh, well, what else do we want to talk I, well, about? I notice I talk too. I notice I talk really fast when I tell stories because I, I have a fear of people not caring. Yeah, I did the same thing, and I, I left out a bunch of fun deets. Oh, did you? Yeah, because you start looking at that clock, and you're like, I'm the only one talking. It's 11 minutes. Well, which is a lot of people have the opposite. Yeah, between you, me, and the lamppost and the desk, I think that's one of the things that makes our podcast. Uh, successful. We're worried. We are worried that everybody hates us and nobody's listening or laughing. So I, we're just speeding right to the jokes. I completely agree. So I think there's a lot of podcasts that you just kind of meander. Yeah, who do they think they are? We don't meander. No, we don't have the confidence to meander. Nor do we know how to spell meander. I never understood that joke that people did. Like, uh, they were talking about Mickey Mantle. That was like a Mickey Mantle bio. And, uh, some guy was like, Mickey wasn't on steroids. We didn't even know how to spell steroids. You're right. Like, well, that doesn't, that's not really an integral to taking steroids. It's a good point. I mean, I don't know how to spell methamphetamine, but I do meth all the time. Sure. I've seen you do it. <laughs> I put it right in my butthole. Uh, yeah. I, I, there's a couple jokes I never got. I hate the old joke. Uh, somebody called 911. What's the number? You just said 911. I hate that joke. Right, right. I also hate, uh, any sports jokes? You know, when somebody makes a touchdown and they go, hey, uh, or home run. 
You know, they, some guy doesn't know about sports. He made a home run. It's like a football game. It's oh, like, right, shut right. up. You yeah. do, come on. You're not that stupid. What about nothing, nothing? Who's winning? The Bears. That one's all right. Yeah, that was John Hughes. Yeah, I like that. But anyways, we're desperate, sad people was the point of the story. And well, well, we care about jokes, so when one there's a bad one out there, I can't stand it. Right. Uh, what about, uh, did we talk about, I can't remember if I talked about the U.S. Open last week. You did. We went out there, and did I talk about the world? We went, because I went again a second time. The juniors, did we talk about this? I can't remember, but there Not was some the really, time. it's weird going with your girlfriend, because there's like 17-year-old girls in short skirts, and you're just like, oh, they're going, ugh. Ooh, uh, it's a weird moment where you're like, "This is the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life." Right, right. I got my arm around my dame, and uh, but that's not a story. That's weird. Well, I'll talk about going to Columbus. Certainly, I didn't talk about that. No. Oh, I got a story too. All right, we got we got to get to the wedding still. All right. Well, Boy, we can, we're all over we can, the place. We can here. do the mine is short. All right. Uh, well, you go. Well, this is a story. Maybe I should save this for another day because this is one of those stories that just hit me in the shower, and I was like. From my childhood, uh-huh. I was like, "This is an amazing story. I can tell this on a podcast. This is so good." Wow! And I told my friend, he was like, "Jesus Christ!" So uh, I told the camera guy on the bus, and he was blown away. But uh, fun fact: I was a skateboarder. Me and all my friends used to skateboard from like nine a.m. to ten p.m. every day. We just go out and skate. It's pre-internet. We just get outside and skateboard all day. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was crazy summer. It was six of us. We had like a crew, much like now our crew, mm-hmm. and we just spent all the day together, all the week and all the summer. And we're at my friend Phil's house. He lived in Lakeview. Ah, shit. I shouldn't say too much. We're at my friend Bill's house. He lived in Lake Lawn, which yeah. is kind of a suburb, so you could just skate anywhere. It was great. No crime. You know, being a city kid, you always had to watch your had your head on a swivel. Uh huh. You know, but this guy lived in Lake Lawn, so you could really fuck around. And uh we come home from a long day of skating. We're at his place. We walk up his stairs, and he's like, we're all sweaty. We're all holding our skateboards. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, I'm going to jump in the shower. You guys just fuck around in my room. We're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So we were so into skateboarding that we see a video. We'd skated all day. We see a video called Skate, a VHS. So we pop it in. We're like, hey, we'll watch a skate video. It's a little snowy. Mm-hmm. It clicks on. It's his sister naked in the bathroom looking in the mirror oh his sister bill's sister interesting and we were like what the fuck is going I mean, you know we're 14 13 so we're like first we're like oh hey a naked lady wait a minute that's his sister now how old is she she's probably 16 17 so she's older sister. she's a lady okay. she's got a big mane of dark fiery pubes okay yeah. Dark and fiery. Well, they just I just mean they were coming at you. Uh-huh. You had to put them out, you know, with a ex- uh, flamethrower, a fl- fire extinguisher. Right. Dark and fiery. Sounds like a past guest of ours. Uh, ah, yes, except these weren't crying. This labia was not wet. Uh-huh. So, uh... He had, he had positioned the camera in the bathroom closet. Who's he? Apparently, Bill. What? No. Uh, who else would do it? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody but him. What do you mean, who else would do it? Any man on earth well, other than her brother. You'd hope. You'd hope. <laughs> I certainly would. But he's in the shower, so we're we're this five teenagers sitting around going, what the fuck is going on? He's got a fucking movie of his sister day, and she's in the mirror naked, butt naked, doing like... Ooh, like touching her, like trying to be sexy, putting her hair up and like Wait. doing all this shit, like gestulating and twerking. <laughs> she's gestulating. What does gestulating mean? That's not a word. Well, she's twerking. Well, so wait, so he, 
He's in the shower now while yes. you're watching the video, yes. not in the story. In the shower in now. And the video is her in the bathroom. While you're watching the video, he, the the director of photography, <laughs> is currently in the shower. Yes, yeah, Sydney Lumet <laughs> right. is in the shower while we're watching this. Gotcha. And so she has the bathroom to herself, and she's looking in the mirror, completely naked, bush out, nips out, <laughs> hair up, like doing like sexy poses kind of thing. Like, I'm right. a girl, I want to see how I look doing this shit. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, eyes wide open, jaw on the floor, like, holy cock dick, what are we watching? And you know, your brain is swimming, because... This is pre-internet, so not only is it a naked chick, but it's a naked chick you know and you fantasize about, mind you, because wow. it's your friend's sister. Yeah. And uh, and she's gestulating, and she's, like, grabbing her tits and, like, touching it, hand on the hips, hair up. I mean, it's wild. Oh, my God. So uh, we're just like, and why does he have this, and how did he get this, and what's going on, and why does it say skate? So, he, you know, he comes out of the shower. Ten minutes later, you know, he's got a towel wrapped around his head. He's, you know, cleaning his hair. He's getting... Q-tip in the ear. He's like, hey, fellas, what's shaking? And we're like, what the fuck is going on? We point to the TV and his fucking eyes roll back in his head. He, he's having a panic attack. Wait, so he knows about this video? Of course. So he owns the video? He owns it. It was in his room. It was in his stack of tapes. Oh, boy, Bill. Yeah, so, you know, he's drying his hair, and he's just like, his whole world is shattered. He's like, well, you don't understand. And we're like, why do you have this? You got to explain this right now. And he's like, I use it to blackmail her. I got a 100 bucks out of her. And we're like, I don't know about that one. It, you'd think you'd have a better hiding spot than this. Well, and a better label. Skate. No girl or mom is going to be like, what is skate? Let me. Pay. Plus, he had a stack of 30 tapes here. Right, right. But, yeah, I mean, I would mix and match those on accident. I'd be like, skate. Tits, you know, I'd have to have something. Yeah, I'd have a, a suitcase with a combination and uh, right. a lock, Hand, handcuffs, handcuffs to your uh, arm. Yeah. So he was like, he just starts singing like the Virgin Mary or whatever the hell it is, singing like a canary. Aha, the Virgin Canary. Yes, and he's just like, look, you don't understand. She fucked me over because they were always like, they were like spy versus spy. They were all always going back and forth at each other, like trying to. Get each other in trouble. Right. And he's like, you don't understand. She she did this to me, so I had to do that to her. And I, we're like, oh, my God. I don't know. So for the whole rest of the next five years, it was like, hey, Phil, you got to get that sister porn? You know, like, that's all we would right, do. Right. And he would weep openly. Um, but he was, uh, he was a different man after that day. I bet. My two favorite lines of the whole thing are, I don't know. <laughs> like you guys are the jury. Oh. And also, over the the next five years, or something, you said something hilarious just then. No, I can't remember it, but. Well, we gave him the business. Don't worry. Wow. That was a running gag. That's Do you think he jerks off to it? It's tough to say. I think, honestly, knowing Bill, he's a human being. We used to jerk off together. Right. Like, we've been through a lot. We were young. We, we came in our sexual age together. Yeah, you came into it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you never did that? You get you get that side of the room, I'll get this side? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, we did that. And uh, so we were tight. We were boys. And I think, knowing Bill, I think what he was really doing was, I want to learn about the female anatomy. I want to, you know, up close and personal thing. And commit a felony. Yes. <laughs> and I think he was saying, I got a sister who's a lady. Uh-huh. Might as well go with proximity and use this as a little learning tool. I don't know if it was, I mean, it was, maybe it was sexual, but I don't know if it was like gross. So you don't think it was black female? No. 
All right. Because you could sell that in the market for like a, a grand or something. When you guys totally. would have bought it. Totally. I mean, it's like if your mom had a dildo and you put the dildo in your ass. You yeah. Know, you're not turned on by your mom, but you're like, well, the dildo's here. And I like things in my ass. That's completely different, though. Is it? Yes, because a mother's dildo is not... I mean, it's been in her uh, her squish, we'll yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, But you can wipe it down and then stick it in your ass or stick it in your sister's face or whatever. But looking at your sister naked, that's a real matzo ball. You have a sister. I do. And you, if you saw, if you were walking by her room door ajar and she was undressing, you wouldn't take a look. Well, Curiosity. Well, first of all, taking a look and videotaping and saving the video <laughs> is a lot different thing. Agreed. You know what I mean? I mean, I like to, uh, whatever. I like to look at, I'm trying to think of an example Your of aunt? anything. No, I'm I don't like to look off at my to aunt. an ant. Really? The animal. Oh, um, Anthony Cumia. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I just, it's just uh, unacceptable. No, I would not videotape. I wouldn't my videotape sister. either. But I, I see where he's where his head's at. Uh huh. And I don't approve. Are they half sisters? Oh, uh, full blood, full blood sister. Uh, I guess yeah. when you're 12, you don't have as much judgment. I mean, you're as much. Um, Street smarts? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to uh, justify this. Uh... This is back before you could go Google naked chick. I know, but it's still his sister. It's I know. Not lack I know. of. Uh, you can still look at a Sears catalog or whatever. Yeah, but they're not naked in your bathroom. No, but and they're also not siblings. Good so point. It's a real. It's a real conundrum, it's, I guess. It's quite a conundrum. If you're a psychopath, for sure. It's a real wrench in the gears. But I'll tell you who likes to fuck a woman that's not his sister. Who's that? I think you might know him by the name of Mr. Gary Veter. Ah, no sister fucking there. No. He got married. Yeah, to a lovely lass. Indeed. Yeah, great wedding. By the way, I think filming your aunt, that might be more acceptable. Right. You film your aunt naked. That I've done. Yeah, that's a little more... Acceptable. Acceptable if you're under, you know, 16. Sure. Sister, that's a tough one. You were in the womb together, kind of. Yeah, I guess. You came out of the same mud flaps. Yeah. Huh. Uh. It's a nail biter, for sure. <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to have to go to the instant replay on that one. But I'll tell you, as, a, as an outsider of the family, as a friend of the family, it was quite a show. Yeah, where is that tape now? I'd like to put that on you. Oh, he must have burned that uh, at midnight with a, a black hood on, you know? <laughs> Like a ceremonial thing. Right. Fascinating. Well, I, I feel like we should get into this wedding because yeah, I, got the, yeah. I got the creeps over here. I'm sorry. Was that too dark? Uh, True no. Stories. It, was, it was good. It was, it was fun. I just... Uh, it's very real. Yeah, very real. But this this justifying his uh Hey, I'm not just it. I'm just saying I know the guy and I, I see where his head's at. Uh-huh. Same with a serial killer. If you, you ask... Know, they cut up a body. I get why they cut up the body. I'm not saying I'm a... I'm, Condoning, yes, he'll see. I just, I think, I think his, I know where his head's at. Also, and uh, it's in the gutter. I guess so. But like murdering, you're like, I gotta get away with murder. This is like he's gotta be jerking off to his sis. I don't know if he's jerking. He might not be jerking. It's just blackmail. You're saying. I'm saying I think he was uh, learning. It was an anatomy thing. But see, I don't like that. I'd rather, I'd rather his story of the blackmail because at oh, least that's like something. Learning. I mean, if you filmed her masturbating, I guess. 
That's worse. It's worse, but at least he's learning how to masturbate a woman. I guess, yeah. He's just learning how to... Is this a guy? He's a good guy now? He's all... Oh, he's a great guy. He's straight a and narrow. stand-up guy. He's married. But the thing is, I feel like this is the same as stealing a pie off your neighbor's window if you're starving. I see. Because he was just saying, I don't know what a naked woman's all about. I'd like to learn. I have no access to a Playboy or or whatever, or porno. This is what I got, and I'm using it. I think maybe I forget what it's like to be 14. Maybe when I'm 14 and... Uh... We were younger. We were might have been 13, 12. Oh, well. Well, 13. That changes everything. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, interesting. It's an interesting... Uh, it's a head-scratcher. It's a funny story. Yeah. That's for sure. I don't know about uh, that guy Bill, though. <laughs> well, he's a senator now. Really? No. Oh, okay. but that would make sense. Yeah, he would get... Uh, that would be trouble. Yeah. All right, so the wedding. <laughs> there was a, a, a videographer at the wedding. Same guy. That was Bill. <laughs> that, was, that was Billy Boy. Yeah. Uh, what a wedding, huh? Oh, one for the books. And that photo of all of us is unbelievable. That's, that's a treasure, as you would say. You know, I'm a little hurt about that photo. Oh, uh, boy. Let me tell you about that photo. The photo <laughs> It's was, on my Instagram, folks. Yeah, the photo was... My idea. Was I it? go, yeah, I go, all hey, right. before we all leave, we gotta get a picture of all the guys, all the oh, comics. Great. So let's do it. Let's get it together. And then the photographer, he was way over there. So I hand your lady yeah. my phone and I go, get a picture of all the comics, round them all up. And then she looked through the camera and goes, it's too dark. Put it down and then grabbed your camera or somebody else's phone. And I looked, I thought she took a picture and it was too dark. Uh, and I was like, well, I'll doctor. Uh, I got no picture <laughs> on my phone. It was all my doing. Well, you and want, she just looked oh. at it and just put it down. Threw my phone in the thing. She goes, too dark. I'll take it with this one. She took, used her camera. Now everyone's got a nice, sexy picture. And she goes, I'll send it. You want me to send it to you? I'd like to get it, send it, but I'll send, give it to you right now. But I'm like, send, you don't even have my number, this lady. So yeah, she was a uh, sweet gal, a lot of fun, and I think you, oh. I think you should keep this day. You think so? Sounds like she's pretty liberal with the old uh, gasket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she's a keeper, but that really bummed me out. I'm sorry. I was half in the bag at that point. I think most of us were. I got zero copy of my photo. I had no idea it was your idea, and I will send it to you ASAP. Yeah, and then Lewis isn't in the one you posted. Is he just out of frame or what? He would never was in it. Oh, well, that's trouble, too. Yeah, nor was the hand man. Uh, Hanley left a little early. He uh, he seemed like uh, trouble town there. That's, that's on him. Yeah. With his relation, but boy, what a what a celebration of love this was. Because it's not just a celebration of their love; it's a celebration of love in general and all of our loves yes, for each other. Yes. And we had a great table: Andy Hendrickson, Sarah, you, your squeeze, Ruby, Hanley, Matt, Ruby. Right, right. It was uh, a great time. Everybody's in suits. Everybody's hanging. Everybody. I'm smoking cigars with Nate. We're all eating together. It was just a great time. Red State, Nate, Bargatze was there, Dave Smith, Luis Gomez, the whole gang. And Luis Gomez, it was very, it was like out of an 80s movie. You know, the whole gang's there, we're all headlocking, and then Luis Gomez, our friend, is the best man. Uh-oh. He gives the best man speech. Careful. Whatever you say is getting right back to him, so you know. Well, he he already knows. I told okay. him uh, front and center. Well, here we go. Boy, this best man speech. <laughs> Woo! shit on a platter 
Holy hell was it bad. I mean, this guy ate a plate of balls out there. Well, he did some suspicious things. Do tell. One was he uh, said Jesus Christ three times in the opening minute, which to some our fans aren't offended by Jesus Christ. You could stick your dick in Jesus Christ's ass and videotape it from the shower. Please. But some people... Get on it, Bill. That's called blasphemy, if I'm not mistaken. It is a, a, a religious ceremony. It is. And also, um, he commented on how hot... The bride's brother and brother is. He's like Jesus Christ. That's the sexiest guy I've ever seen. Jesus Christ, he's hot. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's hotter than my sister's cunt. Right. He right. didn't say the sister's cunt. That was me. Uh, then he talked about the industry, the comedy industry. He did, yeah, he didn't specify. He said this industry right. as though he's speaking to a bunch of people that are in. Show business. Right. But 97% of the people there are not in show business. Correct. So he gave an industry speech, and he talked about how hard our business is. Right. Meanwhile, these people are all, you know, doctors and lawyers, and they have mortgages and children. He's like, you guys don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to call people homos into right. a microphone. Also, he's a bald Puerto Rican with that voice. Yes. It's all, the whole world is collapsing upon him at this time. We're all dying, cringing, cringing. But he, he souped it up nice at the end. If you, if you say so. I have to say so because I'm terrified of him. Sure. But, uh, yeah, he also referred to our art. Yeah. It was a bit, uh, condescending. Yes. And, and, no one even got it. They were just, I think they checked out. I yeah. don't think people even knew that he was being condescending. Yeah, it was a little, uh. But I liked that he had a bad speech because it was, all, it made it all more fun. It was like, ah, we're a bunch of riffraffs. We were all holding hands and cringing. It looked like a, right before a game winning field goal, you look at the sideline where everyone's right. arm in arm going like, come on, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nail then it, it. it fucking got blocked Whew. and the other team returned it for a touchdown. Oh yeah. It was, uh, it was tough. I told him it was great though because, uh, you know, I felt bad. I, I feel like he put in his best. I, th I feel like that was his best. Was that the best foot forward? I think that was the best he could do, okay. and it stunk. Wow, well, that's more insulting than what I said. And he read it off a piece of paper also. It oh, was written. Oh, straight off the paper. No, but it ended sweet, and uh, Gary was happy with it. And uh, now there was some sweetness. We're, we, we, we're no, kidding, of we course. we love you, Lou. Of course. Let us keep the place, Lou. What's that from? I don't know. Come on, Lou. No idea. Fight Club. Ah. Well, I don't want to get into the whole thing about Fight Club. <laughs> Not a fan? I think it's fine. Ooh I think it is overrated. I think it's pretty fun. I think it's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good movie. But people act like it's this the best movie of all time. It's well, pretty good. They say the book was hot stuff. I heard about the book. Never uh -huh. read it. All right. But anyways, what a wedding. And uh, happy for Gary and Allie. Yes. And uh, expensive wedding, too, down Red Hook. <laughs> And it was yeah. on 9 11. They had the beams going up yeah, there yeah, and the Statue yeah. of Liberty and the sunset. We're right on the water. It was beautiful. We danced the night away and uh, the band from the Village Underground at the yeah, Comedy Cellar yeah. there. And uh, what a hot, special night it was. Yeah, nothing like getting in a suit, having a few libations. Dancing with a gal and having all your friends around. Yeah, and how about the food at that goddamn Ooh, place? I, I must have eaten eight fish tacos. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I only ate one when I got home. Hey-oh! <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to wrap it up here. Let's uh, let's do some comedy plugs. Eh? Please! Uh, boy, what do I got coming up? Some exciting stuff. October is a big month. Hey, by the way, you're all, you're back. You're you're in the in the 
the what's the, the the gold mine? No, no, you're in the money. High life, high life again. Yeah, Miller High Life. This Back episode brought to you. High life again. All the doors that close one time will open, open up again. again. Uh, yeah, I got two hot months and a lot of. I'm available, folks. <laughs> Um, October 1st to the 4th, Chicago Improv. Come oh, out. Oh, great room. Great Come room. Out. And then I go straight from Chicago to Winnipeg. I don't know if anyone listens up there, but I'm at Winnipeg Rumors, October 6th to the 10th. The week after that, we have a lot of fans in Albany, upstate New York. Oh, good to know. October 15th through the 17th, Albany Comedy Works. And uh, here's the big one, folks. Laugh Boston, October 29th. Wow, hometown hero. Yes, 29th to the 31st. And this just in, we got a lot of fans in the... Uh, Pacific Northwest, November 12th through the 14th, Laughs in Kirkland. And then uh, my friend Mark Norman and I will be doing a Tuesdays with Stories at the Boston Comedy Festival, Wednesday, November 11th. Sing it, sister. November 11th, Boston Comedy Festival, live uh, in Harvard Square, I believe. Uh, Mark Norman and I doing a live Tuesdays with Stories as part of the Boston Comedy Festival. So that's a lot of dates to digest. Yes, dive in, folks. Where are you going to be there, Mark? October 2nd, you catch me one night only, which sounds cool, but it's just because I can't sell any other nights. Come to the Arlington Draft House. Oh, That's I love a that room. Great room. Then uh, two weeks later, I'm at the Dead Crow Comedy Club in Wilmington. Love that room, too. Then on uh, November 6th and 5th and 7th, I'm at the Homefield Comedy Club, which is a new room in Miami. Oh. So we'll see how that goes down. We'll get our uh, maracas on and have some plantains and a Cuban sand. Then... Uh, in December, I'm at Magoobies, which well, is a little ways away. That's a fun room. Uh, also, I'm recording. For the folks at home, I'm recording a Ari Shafir show in October. Oh, nice. So come out to that. I need some fans there. I'm doing the uh, This Is Not Happening yeah. show. So come out to that and support. That'll be a fun. It's at Cheetah's Strip Club. Where? He shoots at a strip club in L.A. Oh, in L.A. Cheetah's. We went to Cheetah's together in Providence. Remember that? Yeah. That, that Russian dame. Oh, that was, a, that was a wild night. That was years and years ago. Fun yes. times. Were you drinking? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. We stopped to uh, go to a strip club on the way to a gig. I was drinking. Yeah, he was. Uh, and then, uh, oh, hey, real quick, uh, Facebook, go to my fan page, Comedian Joe List, and give it a like. I, I, I'm trying to beef that thing up there. Oh, we got to say this. We got to apologize to the crashing iPhones. Oh, yeah, we have some. They're crashing like uh, drunk drivers out there. We're yeah. on it. We got a tech team. On it. So we're going to try to figure that out, and uh, we'll get back to you. But, we're uh, sorry. It's yeah. so funny that it, the iPhone can't handle it. Yeah, that's how good this pod is, everybody. We're breaking phones. Yes. All right. That's it, people. Keep it real. We'll see you in hell.